What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the NFL, Daniel Snyder and the Washington Commanders, and all this dirt about some other uh, owners out there that's going on. We talk about Devontae Adams and the shove. We discuss the NBA, we discuss Russell Wilson, and we discuss the Lakers along with uh, who we believe or we don't believe, or if we're going to sit there and hold our comments once the NBA season starts. And then we discuss a little bit of NBA, uh, the MLB playoffs. Make sure you guys tune in on this week's episode of Guys Don't What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. This is October 13th, 2022, on a Thursday and a nice rainy fall day. Wasn't too cold, thankfully. But, you know, it's still a dreary day, but, you know, we're here. We got to discuss what's going on. So, fellas, what's good? Everything is everything. Just living a dream. Definitely trying to do the same. I'm ready to get started and talk about what's going on in the world of sports right now. All right. So with no hesitation, let's go ahead and just get started. So the big news today was the bombshell that there was a report that came out in the Washington Post and the New York Times, I guess, or the New York Post or one of those publications. Please don't don't judge me. I, I just can't remember the exact. But... Daniel Snyder, owner of the Washington Commanders, come out there and said he has dirt on multiple NFL owners about crap that's going on because he refuses to be that guy that gets dug, you know, drugged through the mud and loses his team. So why not just pull some other jokers down with him? So like, if I'm going down, we all going down, namely Jerry Jones. But then later in the day, Washington Commanders uh, team so to speak, comes out and says, this is, we, we, we never said this. This is this irrefutable. You know, we didn't do any of this crap. Nah, dog, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm sure this is exactly what it went on and they don't want nobody to come out and say whatever. So fellas, what is y'all take on this situation? Daniel Snyder is holding on by a thread and he's like, dude, if I'm gonna lose mine, everybody gonna lose mine. What is y'all take on this? Quite frankly, bottom line, it's going to be a problem. Um, there ain't nothing else to be said about it. It's going to be a big problem. Um, and it's just going to be the tip of the iceberg. At this stage, Daniel Snyder is one foot in, one foot out. And I think that, I mean, at the end of the day, this may be more of an owner's nightmare than anything. Um, I don't know if he, to be honest, who's to say if he actually has like private investigators investigating all the other owners to be honest with you um but i'm thinking that he's like yo at the end of the day i'm putting all my eggs in one basket at this point it's just too much of people wanting him out um for him to be you know not to try something so i see this is more of a last resort but if he does have information it is what it, i mean is this going to be another it, it, it's it's a lot it's a lot. Um, I think he just added more fuel to the fire. Um, and it's probably going to even convince the owners that you, that was a part, you know, that was defending him 
at this point is going to be to the point where they're going to be like, ah, I don't know if I could do that right now. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I would say the other owners, I mean, call his bluff. See if you really do got some stuff. Because clearly, you know, the reports is that not many uh, or majority of the owners don't like him um, already. And they're already pissed. Not about all of the issues that was going on with this team. I think that was probably just the icing on the cake. But I think the reports is it's just the um, money or the revenue that's being generated. And it's all about a new stadium, which is funny because they just built that new stadium not that long ago. I mean, was in what, the last 20 some odd years. And they're talking about going and getting another stadium because he doesn't know how to run his business. And then there was reports about whether or not he was still suspended. His wife was in the owner meetings, but I mean, this could be a big bluff because there's been some pressure um, on him to actually sell the team. And he said, I ain't selling. <laughs> now, whether he does have, personally, I think he probably does, but if you do have some dirt on somebody, why are you making stuff like that public? You can make that stuff behind the scenes. You know, you can be like, hey, you, you keep talking, this is gonna come out. So when you're being loud like that, you he he may he may not he probably does, but you know, call us bluff and see. But as the my opinion is, he put that out there. Now if nobody says nothing and nothing happens to the man, everyone remains quiet. Silence is deafening. I agree with you. But my, you know, I'm, my whole thing is, if you if you're gonna talk all this big crap, you know what? The hell with it. Go ahead and drop those bombs. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you got to lose? Like you said, just drop them. If it ain't true, you know, you go through the legal process, and at some point you'll lose your team because they want you to lose your team anyway. So why not go out swinging? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that being said, hey, it's all good. So, I don't know. Daniel Snyder has been sitting there fighting everything now since everything has come out. And, and uh, ultimately, if this is all about just trying to get a, a new stadium somewhere, that he just went about it the, it's the most craziest and roundabout way of just doing it. You know what I'm saying? Just be a man and say, I want to move the team. You know what I'm saying? So, But it wasn't that. I think they were under the expectation that he was going to move the team and get a new stadium built but he jacked up two deals um one around i think it was supposed to be in dc and then another deal where he had virginia on a table or allegedly on a table that was going to give him some money or some tax breaks and he fumbled both the deals or just didn't get it done and what makes it worse is that they're saying that the nfl can utilize that on the back end as a way to um get him removed as an owner um, because it was under good intentions that he was supposed to have a stadium on lock or, or in the process of building. And since he didn't quite accomplish that, they're saying that, I mean, at least from what I'm hearing, there's talks that um, at this point, they could use that as a back, a back door loop, a back door um, to remove him as owner. So this is going to get much more interesting than, it should um, at this point. But I agree with you about calling his bluff. I mean, at this point, it's been all talk. Um, need to show and prove if he's going to be really, you know, 
call his bluff and see what what happens. At the worst case scenario, you'll get rid of the owner that you guys have been trying to get rid of for a long time. See what happens. Well, you know, the one owner that ain't going to really be saying anything, and that's the owner of the um, New England Patriots. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. That that's true. true. He's like, nah, he's like. I'm just curious why Jerry Jones and, and the Cowboys, especially when it was pointed towards him, he hasn't come out and said nothing. Like, he's just been real. If the meme with uh, Dave Chappelle holding the money, he's just like this, like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> he, he hasn't said not a word. That's what makes me like, is there some truth to this? Because if it was untrue, he'd be sitting there be like, nah, this ain't true. You know, he'll go to the media immediately and say, like, this ain't this ain't what it is. I, but I really think that at this point, he's really like, like, I think he's. I think his ears is open. I think he's now definitely watching it. If he wasn't watching it before, so um, I think Jerry Jones, for the most part, is going to be like, "All right, I'm gonna let you. You know, I, I'm, I'm. Let's see where this is going." Um, but quite frankly, he might be defend, like going on his defense to make sure he's good with everything before he says anything else. So. You know, he's trying to probably get his ducks in a row before he responds. But I think overall, there's just so much that we don't know from an owner standpoint that I'm very intrigued that if there was something, I'd be intrigued to know what it is. Man, look, <laughs> Jerry Jones is very much that dude that will sit there and jump to the forefront with just about anything. Like with this whole thing with Dak went on and he was like, we need to go, you know, everybody was saying you need to go out there and get another quarterback. And he was like, nah, nah, nah. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be good. Blah, blah. Obviously he was correct. True. So you want to sit there and say all this, but yet another owner is going to sit there and, and defamate your name and say, you got all this dirt. You just going to sit there and just be quiet. Yeah. That's not Jerry Jones, man. So that's why it makes me believe that there's, we're going to smoke this fire. Cause he ain't said nothing. Not and it's been about a good 12, 12 to sixteen hours, and and the Dallas camp ain't said not a damn word. Well, a whole lot of folks ain't said nothing. <laughs> that is, he wasn't just saying just him. He was saying he got dirt on a lot of owners. He didn't name, he ain't came out and name names yet. But <laughs> oh, or the article I saw that said I got dirt on Jerry Jones and others. And the others Jerry, ain't say nothing yet. Right, right, true, true, true. But even if it was Jerry Jones. If he ain't got nothing to hide, he's like, dude, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. This ain't me. And why are you going after Jerry Jones? That's the, been the one person that's been defending you all these years. Well, that's because Jerry Jones has the pull to say a majority of the, I would say majority of the power of the owners. Um, I think a lot of owners will listen to what Jerry Jones are having. He has that influence um, to make that call for the owners. Um, that's I'm, I'm thinking it's more of a power move than anything. Um just to let Jerry Jones know, hey, if you don't, you know, if you don't take care of me, you know, you know, I'm gonna let your stuff go out because I think that he has that type of influence that let the owners know that, hey, we need to just stick by this man, even though, you know, for whatever reason. So I think Jerry Jones is one of those people that public owners out there that has that type of pool with the rest of the owners because the other owners stay quiet. You don't hear nothing about them um, or going out in the media or going out in the public. There's always Jerry Jones. 
when you think of the first NFL owner to speak publicly. So, well, I'm curious to know how this is going to uh, progress tomorrow and throughout the weekend. If there's going to be any more noise, or just is, is this going to die down and sometime during the off season, you know, some more. Uh, Jerry Jones is going to come out. Jerry Jones going to come out with a public statement tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, he he may come out with a curated, very articulate, very much uh, pointed statement to say, "No, I have no idea what he's talking about." <laughs> My focus is going to be on the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles. He's exactly. going to pivot. He's going to pivot right to that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, nah. <laughs> It's all good. So either way, enough about that. So let's go ahead and shift our fo- oh 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 before we go ahead and leave the NFL. Our picks of the week, <laughs> which I do not remember what the picks of the week are, but <laughs> did somebody write them down. <laughs> I think I wrote them down. Okay, uh, you forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot about that too. I know I picked wrong. I picked um. Oh, I didn't write them down, but we were picking. Uh, I know who I picked didn't win, but like that. Who'd you uh, pick? <laughs> he went out on a limb, so I think it was was it Dallas and no, Love, the Rams, the Rams, Rams. I mean, we Rams. Who did we pick? The Rams, um, the Cowboys. Oh, I'm sure, I, I'm sure I probably. Picked you Rams. picked the Rams. Yeah, I did. I'm sure. And they wet the bed. Yeah, they are kind of uh, sticking up the joint right now. Well, they are a team that has, as a lot of teams, when, you, when you're when you top-heavy and you built the win now, yeah, trade on draft picks. But then once, once you win, you're going to suck for a while. Exactly. And they're, after this year, they're probably going to start sucking for a while. They may get they they may turn things around and do a little something something. But I'm assuming we all picked the Rams. No, Alfred picked the Cowboys. Oh, okay, sir. Okay. Well, I, first things first. I, like I said, I just picked it because y'all picked the Rams. So I of need, course. you know, so it wasn't <laughs> like I had every confidence that, that that was going to happen. But I do have to say this the Cowboys, for the standpoint, they are really playing well. To be honest, I have to say the NFC East as a whole is playing well. And that's something that's rare because the NFC East don't have. So many teams that have a a, a, a winning record um, with both. I mean, with actually three teams with the Giants, Cowboys and the Eagles. I mean, it's rare. And we usually dog the NFC East. <laughs> like saying like barely the best eight and eight team is going to win the division. But it looks like the NFC East is doing a lot better than as previous years. So I have to give credit where credit is due. NFC East is definitely a lot more competitive than the previous years. I do have to say that. Agreed. Agreed. And I didn't want to give credit to the, obviously I figured the Eagles would do well. Obviously I figured that, uh, who else is in the East? 
You got Eagles, Cowboys, oh, well, Giants. Yeah, well, I figured, Giants. I, well, I figured the Cowboys might do well as long as Dak is, you know, Dak is healthy. And I didn't give much thought to the to the uh, to the Giants, but Brian Dable is really up in there, <laughs> infusing some life and some energy that the Giants didn't have, and the offensive philosophy that is just really doing some major things. I mean, Daniel Jones isn't lighting things up, but he's not doing horrible either. Yeah. You know, he's working within the offense and producing wins in the defense with Wink Martindale is just just really just opening up some eyes with the defense. Uh, the true test this weekend with the Giants will be, you know, they're playing the Ravens. Obviously, Wink Martindale came from the Ravens, so there's some familiarity that's going on with that. So I, I you know, everybody here in Baltimore is thinking that Baltimore are probably – put in that work and do what they need to do to get out the win. But I don't know, man, something about the giants and what they're doing. And they're just, they just, it's little things that just making the giant season kind of special kind of right, like right now. So it wouldn't shock me. I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and say, I'm going to pick either one, but it wouldn't shock me to see the giants go ahead and uh, not take care of the Ravens because nobody can sit there and defend uh, Lamar Jackson, because he's just Lamar Jackson, but it wouldn't shock me if you bounces might go the Giants' way and the Giants turn around and just win the game. So you you, you lucky this ain't your time to pick because I'll be like, this should be the pick em game. Why not make it the pick em game then? <laughs> why not? I think this is I think this is a very important game. The Giants are four and one, the Ravens are three and two. Um the Ravens need this more so than the Giants. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So, I, whew, I, I'm no Ravens fan. I'm no Giants fan. But if I had to throw a damn, uh, if I had to throw my damn stuff into the fight, I'm going to go out and let me say the Giants might pull this. Go ahead and pull this off. Mm. Uh, I and, and you know I give the Giants all types of grief. <laughs> yeah. I, I I do agree with you on that end, um, but I'm going to say for this is really a toss up. I really have to admit this is really a toss up um, because every time that you think that the Giants should, by all accounts, um, be not favored to win, they end up turning around and winning. So I have to give I, the Ravens is going to. I'm going to give it to the Giants, too. I mean, to be honest, what Giants did with the Packers, I think, is solidifying that they're a little bit more legit than people give them credit for. So I'm going to go out on a limb on this one, and and I'm also going to pick the Giants as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens win, but I'm going to go and say I'm going to pick the Giants. Obviously, my last three weeks' picks have all been wrong, so... Uh, do I have to pick this game? <laughs> hey, look, I mean, you're never wrong with going against the squad. I went against the 49ers that year all year. I didn't care. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, ooh, yeah. I don't – I didn't I didn't think they were going to beat Aaron Rodgers. They won. I'm not that confident they're going to beat the Ravens. Um, they may win. I'm not that confident yet. Um, I'm going to take the, the Giants are a wait and see kind of thing. 
I think they have some good stuff there. Um, defense is coming around, but they got a lot of weapons on the offense that are going. And I'm hoping that Daniel Jones doesn't turn back into his Daniel Jones in the last couple of years in this game. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to hedge my bets, and I'm going to go with the Ravens, and I'm a Giants fan. I'm not that sure. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't say that the, the Giants uh, will pull this out, but the Giants have been, let's just say lucky, last couple of weeks. Yes. And yes. Uh, in the NFL, a lot of times, a lot of luck is what you need. Yes. You know, I, will, so. I will say this. Um, the Packers game was the first game, but they actually, in my truly opinion, they truly went out there and won that game. They took it. The other games was kind of like it could have went either way. And like you said, they just got lucky balls bounced their way. Mm-hmm. But the Packers was the one. I watched that the second half. They, they, they took that game from the Packers and won it. And... The Ravens are who the Ravens are. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're unbeatable because they are truly beatable. Yeah. And uh, and I'm somebody that's living in Raven country. And if I thought that the Ravens had a, if the Ravens are going to sit there and take care of business, put it like this. The book, the, the folks in Vegas got a, a six point advantage to the Ravens to win this game. Oh, I thought it was, when I saw it earlier, I thought it was just five, but I guess it moved up. <clears throat> for six. Mm. So if everybody's really that confident the Ravens are going to win, Vegas knows something we don't. Mm. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take a chance, and I think the Giants will go ahead and pull this out. Mm. Okay. I know, so. Yeah. This All is right. going to be, I'm buying, we have to say honestly that this, is a game of intriguing possibility. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Without question. Excuse me. Oh, so with that being said, not to move off NFL because hell, the NFL is his own drama any damn day of the week. But Monte should tell us to be the one. That oh yeah, that. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for the reminder. Oh my God. So we have a lot of a lot of different things with a lot of different assault situations coming on. You got the cat from. Was it the green? Hold up. So was it the Green Bay Giants game? Where the Giants tackle the guy from the? Was it the Giants? Uh, the dude that tackled the guy? No, that was Devontae Adams. That was Los Angeles. No, no. Oh, you mean the roughing the, the passer? No, the week before when the guy ran out on the field with the with the smoke. Oh, and no, one that of the guys. A, yeah, that wasn't a Giants game. I know what you're talking about. It yeah. wasn't a Giants game. Yeah, but you know they're talking about pressing charges against that player. Because he tackled the guy because the security was sitting there running around trying to trying to catch him. And now he's talking about pressing charges, whatever. You didn't you haven't really heard too much about that. I didn't even that if that that is dumb. I'm well, never mind. I ain't even gonna get into it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. You are correct. It is I'm, dumb. I, yeah. That like you can't get mad. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's like a that's like a robber suing a cop. For catching them in a crime, whatever crime that they had, I, that's a bad analogy. But you know what I'm saying. No, all I'm saying is the Joker that tackled him, and I can't think of it. If one of y'all ben, look ben, it up real ben, quick, ben. but um, 
the Joker was like, you know, this is my, this is, this is where I work. And I'm concerned that some Joker came on the field doing whatever, and he could have sat there and harmed me, you know, and these, you know, and folks don't look at it as the fact that yes, they wear pads. Yes, they do whatever. Yes, they have a helmet on, but Bullet could sit there and, uh, and pierce all that stuff. So, I mean, you can't be mad at the fact that that individual player from that team, and I'm sure we'll get that information here soon, will, you know, wasn't, I wouldn't say he's fearful, but he's just trying to assist security and, and ensure that the situation was diffused. And that was uh, Bobby, uh, and that was Bobby Wagner when, um, yeah, when the um, fan ran on the game. What, what, which game was that with uh, the Rams and 49ers? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, <clears throat> you know, that happened. It's unfortunate, but fans need to understand that you shouldn't be running on the field doing whatever. Exactly. So you get what you deserve. You know, bottom line. Exactly. And, and you kind of deal with it when you deal with it. But the Devontae Adams situation. It's a little bit different, hmm. but I also understand the passion and the the fire that comes along with being a football player and knowing that you had a chance to win and things don't necessarily go your way. So unfortunately, there was a couple calls that kind of took place as far as uh, Devontae Adams thought he had that catch and they ruled it out of bounds because it was kind of a bobble catch at the time when he got both feet both feet in. And then, unfortunately, with the last play, you know, going into fourth down before they had to turn it over in downs, when he ran into Hunter Refro on that pass design or that pattern on that particular plane, they bumped into each other, and David Carr literally overthrew everybody. And Devontae Adams, being the player that he is, came over to the sideline as this furious. And he let his emotions get to the best of him when he was walking off the field, and and, and and kind of shoved a uh, actual credentialed, I think it was an ESPN employee, or or he wasn't. He was a ESPN. freelance. He was a freelance photographer for ESPN. Right, and he pushed him, and he felt some sort of remorse after the fact. But 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 my bigger question is, you know, when they sit there and show that video, and he pushed him. And he was being helped up no sooner than after, you know, Devontae Adams got up and he's being helped up. So we don't know exactly what was, you know, kind of happened with that. But, and again, I'm not taking anything away from that, that freelance photographer. But really, though, Whiplash uh, and all these other non-life-threatening injuries that he so-called claimed that he had during this encounter... Really, though, I mean, if you just want to go ahead and get a cash grab, so be it. You know what I'm saying? But, dude, we've all been pushed in some matter of some sort, and we fell on our ass, excuse my language, and we might have hurt our tailbone. Our pride might have been hurt. Well, we ain't never had a whiplash or crap like that. So I'm just saying, so am I wrong for not feeling some sort of way for this guy and thinking he took it over the top? Yes, you are. 
Um, oh. no, I'm just playing. Um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing. No, um, everybody's going to have certain opinions in, in regards to how the situation is. Some people are going to go for Devontae. Some people are going to go for the freelancer. It is what it is. I think overall what happens next is what can be done to mend this and move forward. I think that's something that Devontae Adams wants to do. He's just want to be like, look, let's just do what we need to do to get this, put this behind us so we can focus on football. Um, whether or not they come to some compromise, we will see. Um, but overall, you know, like you said, emotions play, it, it happens. Uh, especially when you're losing, I've I've ex- I've done it a couple of times. Matter of fact, a couple of times this month when I lost. So I get the understanding of how frustration takes a you know takes place, and sometimes you let your emotions get the best of you. It's it happens, but I think overall what it is is that the NFL, when it comes to NFL players or any players, sports, pro players, anything in general. Um, the focus should be on, you know, the mistakes that you learn from and what we can do to move forward. It's no different from Draymond's Green situation with Jordan Poole. So I think overall, this whole thing, the dynamic of your emotions, it happens. Um, it's just a matter of now, just what, what, what can we do to move forward and continue on? It's just my opinion. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, when you look at the video, yeah. Was Devontae Adams wrong? Yeah. I mean, was he frustrated? He did a moment. The guy didn't bump into him. He kind of was walking in his path. He just kind of pushed him. He was wrong about that. And he'll probably, you know, serve a fine and do whatever. But I mean, I saw the video, the guy got talking about, he got whiplash and somewhat concussed. It's, it's, it's not a somewhat concussed. You either had a concussion or you yeah, didn't. Or you don't. Yeah. And, I, and from what I saw, you didn't fall and hit your head like two of did. You didn't fall and hit your head like some of those NFL players that was just playing on the field did. Fool, you wasn't concussed. Give me a break. Whiplash, come on, man. You slipped, you fell, but you fell lightly on your book bag that was on your back. So if anything, the book bag took the brunt of the fall and your head didn't pound off the pavement. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, dude, you done fucked up. So but 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 even worse, no sooner did he fell, somebody helped him pick him up, and you could see he was getting right up mm-hmm. after he fell. I didn't hear anything like uh, uh, or looking woozy. Right. But he's the I mean, you know, Devontae Adams is probably gonna have to probably gonna have to cut them and check just to make this thing go away because i'm gonna cut that joke with no more than 300 dollars just to cover the hospital bill i i hope he doesn't go deep mm-hmm. in his deep in his pockets for that because i'm looking at it, i'm like really come on you that it was dudes out there on the field that was getting lit up harder and they could talk about it. they got whiplash and concussed mm-hmm. i've seen i've seen kids push kids harder than that yep and they bounce right back up and keep it moving Everybody out here trying to secure the bag, man, by hook or by crook. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah. I'm like, do please. <laughs> but it it's this is the world we live in. So, you know, everyone sues everybody. And if you ain't careful, you know, the bigger the star, the bigger your pocketbook, the bigger, the bigger you're gonna have to um check you're gonna have to cut. Yep. <laughs> right. It's like the fan that's that now that got that ran all across the field everybody's looking for that payday and quite frankly you shouldn't put i'm not gonna i'm not defending the fan or anybody like that i'm just saying that at the end of the day it's just a matter of what can we do to move forward 
And I thought that was actually funny. I, I um, Bobby Wagner, he should he should have really lit him up. If you're gonna really, if you're gonna get you know brought up on charges, then the light his ass up. Exactly. And to Bobby be honest, Wagner, he probably sitting over there like, well, well, damn, I I did worse than that, and nothing is coming over my way. At least nothing that I'm aware of. <laughs> but to be honest, NFL should do something in that regards to say, hey, look, if you choose to run up on this field you're endangering yourself where there should be no liability, you know, something to that, you know, these players, they are pro athletes. Like you should know better. You can't get upset with someone with a player leveling, leveling you when you're running on the field, when you're not supposed to be on the field to begin with. Like that's something that just needs to be, I, I want to be honest, I want the NFL to say like, look to these fans that are running. If you think about running out on the field, like, please be note that we don't hold any responsibility to what happens to you, whether the security gets you or whether the NFL players get you. Somebody's going to get you, and you're exactly. not going to like the way that that happens. So exactly. be mindful that this is a rule why you should not be running across the field. And imagine if that was, you know, if there was actual play going on. You run out there in the middle of the field. I don't care what, you know, cause that you have, you know, just cause or whatever. You run out there on the football field, hell, you run out there on the baseball field. No one knows what you're going to do. And if you run out there on the football field was a live play and somebody see you, you're going to get lit up. Yeah, without question. And I have no Remorse. sympathy right. whatsoever. And you hop, well, they can't do it on a hockey hockey rink, but before they had the um, oh, the, the plexiglass, the plexiglass, yeah. Like, yeah, you hop on, you hop on that on that ice, you really going to get lit up. <laughs> Which reminds, which kind of makes me wonder, like with the soccer and stuff like that. Surprised, like so many players don't really get involved when fans do that. Like they'll just be like, "All right, we get it." Well, you know, whatever. Like, but I think that if they were to let the soccer players be like, "Yo, make sure you do something to to handle that," I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of soccer fans that do it. I think it would minimize that amount of fans that would run up across the, the stadium like that. Well, I mean, hey, I'm sure they have no liability. They probably let them know, like, look, you do you do all this? That's on your own risk. You get hurt, that's on your own risk. You know what I'm saying? And I think the NFL, being the cash cow that it is, it doesn't want to sit there and do all that because they don't want to have all those lawsuits coming their way. But, I mean, maybe they just need to go ahead and just put it out there point blank. Any person that runs on during this game, anything that happens to you ain't got nothing to do with us. Exactly. Because then that leaves open field. So, like, if you really coming out like that, you must believe you better be able to handle what's about to happen to you. Because if not, you cannot sue or go after the NFL players because you was dumb enough to run up on the field to begin with. Like, right. like that's your dumbness. Like, bottom line, that's your ignorance. That's your idiot you're you're idiot that's you being an idiot bottom line and with the nfl and their policies they do this for a reason to protect not just the fans but more so to protect the players like you said you don't know what they got you know the fans is going to do you don't know what anybody does that's why they have security out there and quite frankly the more that raising these fans get the more the NFL is going to have to put some type of rules in place to make sure that they stay on point and do what they're supposed to do and stay their butts on the seats. Agreed. Agreed. Devontae, I hope that uh, 
I hope you got some great legal. I'm sure you do. You got money, so that's not an issue. And I <laughs> hope that this this situation just kind of just kind of take care of itself and doesn't blow up more than what it needs to blow up. So with that being said, let's just go over and switch over to the NBA real quick. And the big topic right now is the situation with Russell Westbrook and him not being involved with team huddles and him not being involved in team warmups and all this good stuff. So Al, I'm going to, I'm going to put this on you because unfortunately I saw this one clip from when I think there was a foul when uh, Russ was defending somebody and it looks as though he was talking to the coaches and I guess uh, Pat Beverly was trying to bring everybody around and he didn't go to the coaches. So I didn't see anything else that might've transpired, but please let, let the folks know what you might've heard or seen. And we could just go ahead and discuss it from there. Um, real quick. There was just some video out on social media. I believe I saw it on Twitter uh, where they, the Lakers were pretty much doing their pregame warmups or pregame um, huddle um, before they, you know, start taking their, um, their sweats off their warmups um, gear off. And, as you could um, see in the video, of course, um, Russell Westbrook was actually at the bench by himself, just taking off the warm up gear while everybody else was together. The Lakers were together. Um, that's really what the video that I saw. Um, outside of also, of course, what happened during the game with the pre huddles, I mean, with the huddle um, situation. Um, so it almost appears, and I'm not saying, you know, it appears that Russ is not fully into the team per se. And I'm not saying, you know, they, that's, it could be his pregame thing or whatever the case may be, but it just looks like he's not fully invested in the Lakers team um, aspect of it. And if that is the case, you know, with everything that's been going on from the reports of him being traded and all that stuff, um, it doesn't have a good look. Um, and, you know, Russ can defend it. I'm just saying as a, and rightfully so, it just seems as though that from Lakers standpoint, Lakers fan standpoint, it just seems as though that he's not fully invested into the Lakers at this moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are going to try to say, you know, well, yes, you know, some people have their own pregame routine or maybe, you know, he had the hand one foul and was kind of in his emotions, talking to a coach or whatever. But it's just the optics of everything look bad. And, um, you know, there was, there was always question marks of whether or not him and Pat Bev was going to be able to play on the same team. And there was back and forth about them trying to trade him. But it's just the optics of all this stuff just looks bad. And I think the Lakers, I think eventually Russell Westbrook is going to probably get traded off this team or, or something from this team. One way or the other, whether it's going to be through trade or something else, I think that this is going to be Russell Westbrook's last season with the Lakers. And I think they just probably just need to really cut ties eventually. How are they going to do that? I don't know, but it just doesn't look good at all. <laughs> yeah. And what's it's and what's crazy about it is because of the fact is that the Lakers look like they have much to improve, um, at least from what I saw in the preseason. Um, even though they did lose to Minnesota in the preseason game, it just seems as though that they're is is definitely not a different team than it was last year. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they continue. But 
for them to be for Russ to be fully invested and completely invested in the Lakers like they are with him, he has to show that he is fully invested. Now, if LeBron defends him and says that's just that's just Russ, you know, long long as LeBron and AD is okay with it and they don't care about it as long as they, he helps them win, <coughs> he's probably going to stay. But if the the chemistry there in between, you know, if Russ gets to the point where LeBron and him is like, all right, we got to make some moves, then you know it's going to be bad. Um, he won't last with the Lakers long. So, and um, and maybe that's his whole premise. Maybe he knows that he's really not welcome there, and he's going to do what he needs to do, and and hopes that somebody will trade for. But I don't think anybody wants to trade for him in that contract. Yeah, to be honest, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that that Patrick Beverly signing, even though they may talk, you know, you heard majority, like you heard Patrick Beverly for the most part is like, look, we all good, you know, whatever, whatever. But you don't hear that from Russ's standpoint. Like, to be honest, I haven't heard anything from Russ's camp saying that, you know, me and Pat, we good, whatever, whatever. We, we're in that, I, I, at least from what I know, I haven't heard anything. So I think this is more on Russ than anything. Um, and until he comes together with that chemistry, it's going to be a difficult season for the Lakers because I think he may have been, I think this whole Be- Patrick Beverly signing is really what's is it's a, it's a, it's good for the Lakers because they have someone to back up Russ if they do trade Russ, but all in all, all it did is just try, I guess, further the, the one foot in one foot out for Russ. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I would love to see Russ stay and uh, the Lakers kind of work out. I mean, I still, even with Russ, I don't think the Lakers are going to sit there and win the West, but um, I I really enjoy the way Russ plays. Granted, he takes a lot of shots and he's not the best, you know, field goal percentage guy in the world, but you can't tell me his effort, his energy, his defense isn't worth uh uh, the, the time spent watching the game. So uh, um, I hope that he brings what he normally brings to the table and that he uh, everything kind of works out. Maybe it just works out for the Lakers and they, they do great things. But regardless, I still don't see them making – I'm not saying they won't make it. They'll definitely make the playoffs. I just don't see them doing anything as far as making some serious noise. It's just too much. Golden State is pretty much coming back as is, despite the Draymond Pool thing, and we'll kind of see how that whole thing plays out. We don't we don't necessarily need to sit there and talk about that. You know, it is what it is. Draymond buckle that boy's knees, and uh, yeah. So we'll talk about that later. No need. Um, but I just don't see you got a healthy uh, you got a healthy Kawhi come up back with PG. And a, and and my, and my man John Wall as a three hundred three hundred monster for the Clippers, and, and where John Wall can really come in and just play and not have to worry about being that guy. I personally, I think the the Clippers, as long as they got the depth, Clippers might be the team to sit there and watch for in the West than anybody else, in my opinion. Um, despite you know Golden State and 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 uh, and. Um, uh, not Utah, because they they yeah, nice Phoenix. Uh, I don't know Phoenix or DeAndre Ayton, and everything is going on there. I don't know, but um, 
I really think it's I really think it's the Clippers to lose versus everybody else. Maybe Memphis coming up in there doing something because they're young, they're dumb, they think they can sit there and play team ball and everything is great. But you know, Golden State, Clippers, Memphis, I think those are the top three. I think everybody else is just Anthony Davis coming in there thinking he's gonna lead a team. Nah, he I mean he's great, but he he can't stay healthy. LeBron is trying to transition. And I think LeBron's gonna have to put more pressure on himself than ever this year because you know, it's just LeBron. That's just what he does. So please stop me. <laughs> I was just gonna say this. we got plenty of time to talk about the NBA and yeah, we can make have, our predictions. I have absolutely zero faith in either LA team. And mm. I'll leave it at that. Okay. And this is why we need to have a separate podcast for the NBA, because this is going to go full circle. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that being said, we'll just go ahead and leave the NBA alone just real quick. The MLB playoffs is in full swing. Um, the AL and the NL uh, divisional, divisional league games are going on. Quick prediction, we don't need to sit there and go through because we know there's tons of games that we played before the AL championship game and the, and the NL championship game. But we do know that in the NL, the Dodgers are playing the Padres and the Phillies is playing the Braves. If you had to pick one squad from each, who do you think is going to make it to the, uh, the National League Championship Series? Uh, I would probably... Championship or the World Series? Championship. We're just going to the National League Championship between those four. Uh, I'll go with the Dodgers and um, Dodgers and Braves. Okay. Okay. Al? <coughs> I'm going to – I'm going to – I don't really want to do this. I really just want to do this out of spite. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Braves and Padres. I just don't oh, want Philly. I don't want, I don't want Philly to win that. I, I definitely don't want Philly to be in and, 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 and you don't want the Dodgers to get back, which is good. That's good. That's good. So I'm, that's um, where I'm going. I would love to see the Padres take over the, uh, the Dodgers because, the, you know, the Dodgers is assuming the Yankees and the Red Sox payroll. We're talking about this, bringing everybody over and see what happens. So I'm going to go with the Padres and I kind of want to see the Phillies just because I just want to see somebody new. But the Braves are still young and, you know, they they traded uh, Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. So it'd be nice to see the Braves get back and deal with the Padres. But so if I had to sit there and really choose, I'll go ahead and say the Padres and you know what? Screw, screw Bryce Harper. Padres Braves. That's what I'm going to choose. All right. So the Yankees, I'm sorry. All right. I jumped ahead of myself. The AL, <laughs> the American League. <laughs> you have the Yankees and the Indians. You have the Houston uh, Astros playing somebody. Seattle. Oh, okay. Yes. Seattle. Because do we do we sit there and want to believe that whoever the Houston is going to play is going to sit there and come out of that? I, did Seattle beat Houston today? No, and, no. They, and they blew they and they blew their shot um, in game one. Yeah. All right. So Houston's up two nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to sit there and choose between Houston, Seattle, New York, Cleveland. Who do you guys picking? 
well, I'm gonna go with Houston because they're up two and zero, and I think they're that's a that's a done deal. Yanks better beat the Cleveland. I think they I think they will. Okay. I think it might be a little bit more tougher than what they would like, but I think they'll I think they'll get it. Okay. Al. <laughs> I'm on, I'm doing this because I, this is what I would want to see. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I would want to see want to see a Cleveland Seattle ALCS. You're just picking you're just picking the undergrounds. Okay, I I get you. So I'm going New York Houston. I'm going I'm going Yankees Astros. <laughs> hey okay. hey, I'm I, I was. No, out of respect, I, 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 oh, you know me, I'm an underdog person, so I always pick that underdogs, no matter I, what. I, I respect it. I respect it. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. All right, fellas, I think we hit our time tonight. Uh, always a pleasure to sit there and meet on a Thursday to discuss some sports. So just let folks know where they can find you. Well, uh, you can find me. Uh, Right now, about to catch some Z's, getting ready for tomorrow, which is a special, special day for me. Um, but you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter, Instagram. I am Al Qualls. And before I say anything else, want to wish a happy and special happy anniversary to my lovely wife. Tomorrow we celebrate 16 years. So I want to say that, honey, I love you, and we will continue to celebrate and continue to move forward together. All right. Why did I have to come after that? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Snap, <coughs> Snapchat, and Graham, uh, J.E. Ross at number seven. And hopefully I'll be a bit better sounding and feel a lot better come next week. And I'd love to wish you and Kaz a happy, <laughs> happy, happy anniversary on y'all weekend. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend together. You can find me Staying warm and not, not out there in them streets. But you can find me on Twitter at uh, uh, Adrian, um, Cat Daddy 1963 I always get this mixed up. Cat Daddy 1963 that's Cat Daddy 1963 on Twitter. That's your burner. Account. So, fellas, I know, I know. I'm just trying to keep it secret. <laughs> so, fellas, once again, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for coming out, tuning in. Uh, we love you. Please continue to bring in the questions, the responses, the re the requests. Without y'all, we would be anything. And we need y'all. Well, maybe we don't need y'all, but we appreciate y'all. So, with no further ado, I'd like to thank everybody. Till next week, till another episode of Guys Talking.